of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of Super Zagoy Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. So this week we finished off Bakuan, episodes 7 through 12. With two exclamation points. They can't see that. They need to know. Bakuan! Bakuan! So we watched episodes 7 through 12 of 12. You can find it on Crunchyroll. The plot follows Hane Sakura, who joins her school's motorcycle club after she sees another student ride her motorcycle to school, and she gets a motorcycle license. So she buys her own bike, and she makes friends with the other classmate motorcycle riders, and everything is hunky-dory. Hunky-dory. I haven't heard that word since 1992. When we last left you guys, the girls were getting ready for their cultural festival, which is something that we don't necessarily do here. Would that be considered like homecoming? No. Homecoming was for, at least for my high school, it was like all the grades did different little activities throughout the day, and like you put on like a, a show every day of the week. Oh. Yeah, at least we're in high school. Well, your homecoming was a lot different than mine. What was your homecoming? Our homecoming, I think there was a football game. Well, yeah, there's always a football game, but that's like on Friday. Yeah, but that's all we did. There was the game, and then there was the dance after. Oh, see. And, like, that was it. We had a dance, we had the game, and then, like, on Friday during lunch, it was, like, the senior show. Thursday was juniors. And then obviously Wednesday sophomores, Tuesdays was like freshmen. Yeah, we and didn't have any of that. Yeah, you, you <laughs> like the the grades would have certain people who put on like I don't know like a skit or whatever an activity. It was kind of fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty close then. And then everybody had uh, shirts made for everyone in the class and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I wish I would have gone to a school like that. So I, I guess this is exactly like it was for me. Their cultural yeah. festival was like my homecoming, not quite yours. No, yeah, we didn't do anything. <laughs> Unless I just wasn't there. But nah, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I was there, so, so mm. I would have known. I would hope so. Yeah, like we didn't do anything cool like that. <laughs> I have to check the yearbooks for evidence. My yearbooks don't even say anything. <laughs> my yearbooks are just photos of the people in the, in the classes and that's it. Like, okay, yeah, see my yearbooks are definitely better than that too. His yearbooks are like three times as thick as mine. It's ridiculous. So the girls for their cultural festival, festival to celebrate their club, they came up with the idea for a race. The girls are going to race around the school 10 laps and they were going to have bets on it to try to get interest into motorcycles. They came up with a fun way to make the race more entertaining, especially for Ramu Senpai, because she's such a great rider. They figured they can't let her race her large motorcycle, so they made her ride a scooter. And like, here's where I thought things were actually gonna start getting really interesting. Like, they're actually gonna start doing racing with the bikes, and I figured that's what the show was gonna be getting into in the first place. After the race, nothing ever happened again. Like, it just, it never went back to racing. No, yeah, that was kind of the end of it. And even then, Raimu ended up falling, like, right at the beginning. And yeah. she ended up not being able to do anything until the very end. And then it was kind of funny because they wanted this race to be, like, all fun and everybody to be super interested. But they were going super slow and, like, yeah. trying to take all the turns and stuff like they were back in driving school. Pretty much. And so it wasn't until, like, the very end when Raimu finally got up and decided to, like, jump in and try to beat them after, like, you know, eight laps had gone by <laughs> that they decided to all start getting into it. So, like, this is where I thought the show was going to start taking the turning point and being from some random club activity to them trying to set up, like, races with other schools or something like that. Yeah. Because it... That would have made more sense. All right, so, you, like, Raimu Senpai has a little bit of, like, background in actual racing on tracks. Well, there's, like, these, like, three guys who are watching her on this tablet, and they're, like, guaranteed, even with the scooter, she's going to win. That whole thing, by the way, I was like, how is... How, How are is they this so popular it? that they're streaming yeah. it on a tablet? Yeah, and, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, like, she they, they were betting on it. Like, they knew no matter what. And so, like, after she went down, they were like, there's no way that she's going to be able to catch up with the scooters. It's just not possible. And, like, the guys looked at each other at the third dude, and they were like, yeah, she can, is. like, control <laughs> any bike and make it do what she wants it to. She has, like, a weird connection. And, again, I thought we were going to kind of get in that thing where Hane was talking with her bike during training school. Same thing was going to happen with Raimu, and it was going to turn into, like, her teaching Hane what to do. Right. That would have been cool. Yeah. But see, that's like, totally not what happened. That's what it should have been. Yeah. The race ended up being a really close photo finish, and Rin ended up winning with her Suzuki. Yep. So she was very happy. So right after that, Hijiri ends up going to driving school, and she gets a moped license for a Honda Super Cub. And we get a little bit of background about the Super Cubs and 
their impact on the um, Japanese culture back in the day, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. That was probably one of the more interesting things that we've learned in this entire anime. Her like first few attempts on it were really bad, and she hated it so much that like she crashed it, and she just took out like a sledgehammer out of nowhere. It started yeah, like and decided beating to the crap it. out of it. Yeah. But her butler was like, "Don't even worry about it. It's okay. Those things were made to withstand a beating." So. She ends up picking it back up and it starts up and it runs fine. She feels bad and she apologizes. And she actually decides she wants to learn. I thought that was at least good for her. Yeah, good for her, but it's still just kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, why? Well, she's rich, so she probably doesn't care what she does. No, but that doesn't... But, like, we haven't seen any of that in her personality at all yet. No, so I guess not. for her to just randomly decide to go rogue and destroy a bike, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Very. So she's trying to learn how to ride a bike, and then Hane's sister Yume and Yume's friend Chisame go to the, the school, and they end up going in for their orientation because they're going to start going to the same high school. Mm-hmm. And the motorcycle club put on a show for this orientation. Chisame ends up getting really interested in the club, but she's really insecure about herself and riding motorcycles because she's really short, and so she just feels like she can't. She's actually a mini bike racer, and she's really good. And her dad's like this famous racer or something like that. So there's a lot of pressure for her. And she's, I don't know, she's really weird about it. Very. But. And it's like she ended up being like, well, I don't want to do it. So they're like, well, here, we'll bring you out to our bikes and you can try one of our bikes out, you know, go for it, blah, 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 blah. And she freaks out and ends up trying to make any excuse she can to not get on the bikes because she's sort scared of being so short. Yeah, she doesn't want to look stupid, you but know. But then all of them were like, well you don't have to be scared we all do things that ended up making our bike short enough because it's a woman's problem the way they said it because you're so short that they well, need to like, adjust the motorcycles you know i can kind of say that that's pretty true because Probably. there's a lot more shorter women than men <laughs> <laughs> and women are very short for yeah. the most part so i thought it was okay i thought it was pretty neat though because they try to make her feel confident and they're like we all do something we all lower our seats or our suspension and our shocks or Whatever they could do, they got a thin seat on their motorcycles just to add to making the bike shorter for them to ride. It kind of made me feel better, not Mm going to lie, because one of my big things about... I I wanted to ride a bike, too, a long time ago, and I was like, oh, but I'm too short. So (laughs) I'm kind of like the same exact problem. I'm Mm -hmm. 5'2", so if I try to get on a bike, I can't... Even just a bicycle that's not meant for children, Mm -hmm. my feet can't touch the ground either. You can do it. I have faith in you. Well... My leg length kind of have to tells show differently. You. So that's why I never really wanted to go forth and get my motorcycle license, even though I did mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. So, I mean, all those things, like when we were watching it, I was like, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> Remember? And you yeah, were like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so they finally kind of get her to go into the club and she joins and she finally goes to her own tests to actually get her, her license. And her whole thing is like, she doesn't want to ride motorcycles on the road because they're not meant for the road. They're meant for tracks. So she too ends up getting a scooter. Yeah, another Honda. Yeah, like a 250, I think it was. So after they finally have this club all set, they have everybody into it, the show takes a really, really weird turn for episode 11 and 12. It was like super random. So at the beginning of episode 11, they ended up spending a lot of the intro time in the show focusing on these guys who are riding road racers. And there's like a group of three of them and they're just talking about how, you know, oh, well, road racer people care about how much money is spent on a bike and they end up like arguing with each other about the amount that has been spent on their bikes and whose is better and blah 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 and this guy rides up that spent a million yen on his bike and so oh it must be amazing and he ends up challenging the motorcycle club in a way he didn't really challenge them but he was just like i'm gonna go faster than them because they're on stupid motorcycles and blah, yeah blah, blah. manpower is better than automated machines and blah, blah 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 yeah he's like if you can't do it with your legs then it's not worth it or something it's, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like he passed okay. up a couple different guys too and then he like he he rode up to a, a car and he was like, how much was your car worth? And the guy was like, 600,000 yen. He was like, mine's better. And like yeah, spread like, off. Yeah, mine was a million. And, and he, he like off. he did that to like three cars until he caught up to the girls on their bikes and then finally like said one thing to them and just like took off. And but all it, of a sudden. It was kind of funny though because as he's going up the street talking to these cars, he's got like, you know, this this angry face and he's super serious and he's just like Rah! going down the street. It kept cutting back to Hane and she's just like riding really just like da 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 with this like <laughs> low smile on her face because she's not paying attention. You know, she's, she's having just, fun. Yeah, she's just like mm-hmm, unsuspecting, seeing the oppositeness of the, yeah, which is kind of funny. Right? During, I think, the same episode, Rin and it's Onsa, right? That's how you say her name? Yeah. They rode the train together and they were like, man, I guess we both don't ride on really rainy days like this. 
They both end up falling asleep, and, like, Ring is standing above Onsa, and she, like, drools on her, and Onsa doesn't realize it, but she, like, licks the drool thinking it was her own, and all yeah. of a sudden she gets, what was it, like, suzuki on or some something like that? It's, like, some really weird disease. No, it was, um, uh, when you, when something's an obsession, ophelia, suzuki-philia is mm-hmm, what it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she ended up being obsessed with Suzuki's all of a sudden, yeah. which is different because she's obsessed with Yamaha's, correct? Um... I think so. I thought it was Yamaha, but then I also want to say it's like Honda because like no, in the, the example it was the the H of a Honda was getting eaten by like the S shape of the Suzuki, but I think she is a Yamaha person. Yeah, because Honda is the the Honda. Yeah. So, so. I, I think you're right. I think it was Yamaha for sure. Yeah. So anyway, the, she hated Suzuki's before and now all of a sudden she was obsessed with them. Rin got like, oh, what's happening? You know, something's going on. It couldn't have been from me. It couldn't have been from my drool, you know? And so she like went to go talk to Onsa and she opened the door and Onsa had a, a Suzuki in her room and she was and, like, like all licking these, it. Like, yeah, she was licking the engine and, and stuff. And it was like, what? Why are you? On? Oh my God. It was just like, okay. And then Onsa's brothers ended up figuring out a cure by, because of all the, the smack talked about Suzuki's, I guess it makes them like super defensive and so if you say nice things about them the disease will be cured because they don't have to yeah, defend themselves exactly. anymore or Some something really and weird. it was like what it makes no sense yeah so then she got better and that was the end of that episode and we were just like huh. okay it you makes I mean? no sense they were just trying to find any kind of filler they possibly could i guess to finish off the show yeah because the the final episode like we've run into this like biker jesus guy several times and yeah. he's, he's done a few different things here and there like, all the girls go to this bike magazine store, and they're reading all these magazines, and Hane runs into him again. Somehow the conversation comes to, like, what if the bikes never existed? Yeah, well, because she ends up, like, looking at what he's buying. She's like, oh, so what are you buying? And he's buying, like, some nudie magazine with girls on bikes or something. Yeah. And she's like, what's happening? Blah, 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 blah. She's like, if bikes never existed, nobody would make this magazine and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then he was like, oh in a world where bikes don't exist and then, how would you feel about that yeah yeah and so then he like takes her into this alternate dimension where she wakes up in a world where bikes don't exist and it's like okay yeah. and the only cool thing about this episode is the fact that she wakes up to an alarm from an osmo robot yeah her alarm is a little osmo and i didn't realize it at first i thought it was an astronaut because i wasn't really paying attention <laughs> and then justin's like no that was an osmo and i was like really so I rewinded it and I watched it. I was like, oh yeah, it is an awesome I wonder if they really make those. Probably should have looked that up. Probably. Would have been cool. So she like tries to convince all her friends who are now like bicycle people, not motorcycles. Bicycle. Like, bicycle. And bicycle. And she's like trying to tell them like, it's real. <laughs> motorcycles happen. They're like, oh no, because. Why would they do such a thing? It's yeah, not necessary. It's not necessary at all. And so she's like, and she's talking to them. She realizes like all of them are super smart. And in like one of the beginning episodes, I think it was Onsa was like, only fools ride motorcycles. Yeah. So she was like, oh, oh no. Everybody's stupid now. No, everyone's or, smart well, now. Yeah, but everybody's yeah. stupid in the real world where exactly. she came from. And, and there's like, you know, traffic accidents and injuries and deaths yeah. and things. It's and, so weird. But not with bikes anymore. So they made it seem like it was a good thing that bikes didn't yeah, exist. And Except like, that at the end she was like, oh, but it's the freedom of being on a bike. Mm-hmm. And then that like, you know, that made everything okay. It really, it was so <laughs> weird. Like, so she wakes up from this random dream and they drive and they stop at like this park and you see the, the biker Jesus guy sitting at the bottom of the hill, like still reading that, that magazine. Yeah. And he was like, well... Motorcycles have only been around for a hundred years. I'll let them stay for now. And like rides off and that was the end of the episode. And it was yeah. just like, are you serious? Yeah, not only was that the end of the episode, but that was also the end of the series. That What a, what a stupid way to end a series like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the whole thing then again, though, went in a way that we didn't think it was going to go. So it was just kind of like, well... I guess let's see what happens. I honestly have nothing to add to this show. I don't either, to and be honest. Like, I would suggest not ever watching this. No. Even if you like motorcycles or you just like general anime, avoid this because... There was no reason. There's nothing <laughs> to it. There's something that's got to be better that actually has plot. Yeah. Like, the best part about this anime was the animation of the motorcycles yeah. themselves. But that... You, that was you it. know what I mean? It was yeah. so weird. So... Unfortunately, that was not a good choice. To get to what I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to stay awake for, but actually really enjoyed, was the uh, five-episode anime of Final Fantasy Brotherhood. Yay! So there's only five episodes of it. And, and there are many episodes, Yeah, too. I think the longest one we saw was 17 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, which was surprising. And I didn't know what we were going into for this, and I was actually really surprised, and I liked it a lot. 
Well, that's I thought good. they were really entertaining. Yeah, that makes me feel better, I guess. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep, so that's a good sign. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you can find the series on Crunchyroll and YouTube. We, Like Justin said, we didn't really know what to expect because we knew that this was a prologue to... Or sorry, this was a... Yeah. I did not know. It was a prelude, I thought. Prologue and an epilogue. So I think epilogue. it's a prologue. Prologue. Yeah, because yeah. epilogue's afterwards. So we had no idea that the... I mean, we knew it was a prologue to Final Fantasy fifteen, but we didn't really know exactly in what oh, way. I had no idea this was a prologue. Oh. I thought it was just part of well, the I knew. series that was going to lead into the movie, which was going to lead into the game. Yeah. So I didn't know that. It was a prologue to the prologue movie, which was a prologue to the game. <laughs> well, so... So I guess what you could say is that this was a preface... To the movie, which is the, the prologue, prologue to the and actual then the game, game is the actual yeah. story. Maybe they'll come out with an anime for the epilogue for oh, it afterwards. Oh snap! <laughs> um, anyway, so like it was, it was kind of cool because it's getting you ready for the movie, which I guess the movie is also going to get you ready for the game because it gives you a background on the fa- four main characters. The four main characters' names are Noct, Ignis, Prompto, Gladiolus, and then the princess Luna Freya, who's princess of another area, must be. Yeah, I think and so. The only info that we get in the first episode is that they were on their way to Noct and Lunafreya's wedding, and then stuff happened and they're mm-hmm. not going there anymore. Basically, they're on a road trip to go meet with Lunafreya, and they get challenged along the way by people and randomness. I there's guess an, there's, there's an army that's yeah. attacking them, but we don't know where that army is coming from. We know that they're the Re- no, not the Republic. They're the um, oh, what are you? The Federation, I think, is what I want to call them. So each episode, except for the first one and the last one, was just a background of all the characters. Well, the first one was like a slight background on Noct, but then he was featured in the rest of the backgrounds, so mm-hmm. it was like we got like a glimpse of it in the first one, and then we got more bits and pieces through everybody As else's background. Exactly. Because everybody else was involved in his life somehow. I really like that they took the time to kind of just not overly detail everyone's personality and background. Yeah. But like... Just enough. Just enough so that you understand when you go into the movie and the game who they are and why. And I really like that. I I always kind of love learning about characters. Well, those fight scenes. The fight scenes. They were amazing. Oh my god. The first... In the first episode when they get into a fight with this demon or this daemon as they were saying. She's like a giant naga. They go up and attack and apparently they can blink. Only person who seems to be able to blink is knocked. Okay, well he can blink, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, blinking as in mage terms in World of Warcraft. So like they can kind of transport short distances invisibly, I guess you could say. Or you could also say like like the fourth Hokage, Yondaime from Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, Naruto's dad. He could blink. He could. So. But the cool thing was also was that they could call out different weapons and they would just like change them out as they were going through and that part mm-hmm. was like super cool. I wasn't expecting that at all. Well, I don't know if all of them could cuz I I didn't see that. Like Prompto had like the gun, Gladius had like the giant sword, Ignis had like the two small half swords, short swords I should say, and then it only seemed like Noct had the power to blink and summon kind of like whatever weapon he wanted cuz he would go from a spear to a giant axe to a sword. He, I think because he's like the king's son, he has that power to kind of just summon what he needs. He also can summon up this wall, which like drains your strength to maintain. That's what's protecting the kingdom right now. I don't know if they all can. They didn't necessarily show that, so maybe they'll show more of that in the movie and or in the game. But yeah. so far, to my knowledge, I only think Nox the one who can vary up what he summons. Well, doesn't even matter because it was badass. Like, when it happened, I kind of sat up and I was like, oh, okay, what's happening here? Okay. <laughs> It was pretty cool, and the end of the the series, he ended up doing what his dad did in episode one, where he like summoned all the weapons to float around him, and then he had them like all fight this Naga at the same time. It makes me really excited for the actual game, because if these are things that you can do while you're playing, that's a really exciting element that I have not seen before, so it's going to be really fun to try and figure it out. And to try to figure it out and use it well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I imagine it's going to be difficult and I'm probably going to get frustrated, but hopefully they made it in an easy way and it just looks cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, especially because I think in the new game, it's not turn-based like all the other Final Fantasies. I think you're actually running around fighting yeah. like you do in any other RPG. So. Well, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of a bar. That way, when it fills up, you'll be able to use different abilities, kind of like how it is now or in the older games, but it's just that you can move around. Well, maybe. From what I've seen of like the trailers and like the gameplay, it didn't look like it was just your group on half the screen versus the monster on the other side of the screen fighting. Kind of like Kingdom Hearts. You know what I mean? Kingdom Hearts is a 3D uh, environment, but... 
from what I remember, it just seemed like it wasn't like it had been in the previous Final Fantasies. Yeah. But we'll see when the game comes out because I'm sure we're gonna get it. It well, releases. I in, am. <laughs> it, it releases on the 29th of November. So when this episode comes out, will be probably mid-November. Definitely get it. Before we move on really quick, I wanted to say that one thing I noticed about the anime that I was really intrigued about when they were all sitting in the cafe or in the diner and they they all ordered burgers. They all ordered double cheeseburgers, like these really big things, you know? Mm-hmm. And they held the burgers in one hand. They were not two-handing these burgers like a normal person. They were holding them like this. And then they were just like eating them. One-handed. You can't one-hand a giant burger like that. It's just going to get everywhere. As soon as you take a bite, it's just going to... For you, maybe, because you have tiny hands. Maybe. I have, I want to see you eat a burger with one hand. Okay. Final Fantasy Burger Challenge. Okay. I'll do this. That's I will not... go get a double cheeseburger and I'll just eat the thing. But it's just awkward. No. I feel like. No. Like, you're... You know? No. Like, your hand is open by, <laughs> like, don't, six you know inches anything. just trying to... Yeah. Whatever. Okay, well, I thought it was weird because people don't <laughs> eat like that. But all of them did when they were sitting at the table in that diner. That's like the way you eat a burger in Japan, I guess. You know what? In my excitement, I didn't even realize that we didn't even... Like, I'm looking at the notes and I'm realizing I just kind of, like, skipped over everything. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> um, so, you could find it on Crunchyroll and YouTube, which I didn't even realize it was on YouTube. No, I didn't find that out until I was doing some research about the show. Yeah. And it was originally, I think, on YouTube and then Crunchyroll. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's weird. I had no idea. If I would have known that, I probably would have watched it before instead of waiting for it to be on Crunchyroll. For only being five episodes of like 17 minutes. Each. Each. It aired from March 30th to September 17th, which yeah. I found pretty interesting. Well, there was only one episode per month. Like it was really... Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. It was oh. one episode a month. We, I think we mentioned it a few episodes back when we were talking about it and how we hadn't reviewed it yet, even mm-hmm. though it had started to come out. And that was why, because... It was taking so long for the episodes to come out. And to be honest, if I was watching it like on a monthly basis like that, mm-hmm. I would be so irritated because I, w- I would have Having to wait that long for something so short. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I would have gotten lost from that first episode. Because the first and the last episode go together, and then mm-hmm. the other three in the middle are like the backgrounds of all the other people. They kind of Tarantino it, so yeah. that way you can see the background. So I was I really kind of thrown off by that as well. Yeah, I would have forgotten everything from that first episode. The first person is uh, Prompto. He's basically just Nock's friend. He's not any part of the royal family. He's not any of like the, the guards or servants or anything. He's just someone who met Nock at school. And they kind of focus on him not having the courage to go up and talk to Nock. But like he saves the dog of Princess Lunafrey. So he like then thinks that, oh, well, I can be his friend because of her saying that you should be his friend. And like yeah. challenges himself to get in shape so he can keep up with Nock. And that's how they kind of like met. I think it was like in high school. By the time he finally went and... By the time he had the courage, mm-hmm. the self-confidence. Yeah. And it's like he just went right up and like they instantly became friends, which was weird because it's like, does that really how it works? Oh, I think he, I think Nock probably recognized him from, you know, when he was the fat kid in school. Yeah. But he didn't, he just didn't say anything about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I liked his story. I thought there was a lot of feeling in it. It was. And it wasn't like he was, his goal was just to lose weight. Like it was to become more confident to actually be of use i guess to Nocton himself and like yeah. it, it showed because he started running he couldn't even say hi to people he was very like shy about it yeah in school people would bump him and they'd be like sorry and he just would wouldn't say anything but as he got more and more confident more and more in shape he started talking to people and like saying things to people asking them for help to me though when you say it like that and i'm listening to it i'm like they're making it seem like being a fat kid isn't good you know what i mean i mean isn't it frowned upon in japan Yes, it is, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like you can't be happy being a fat kid. No. And if you're overweight, yeah. you can still be a, a happy person, you know? there's yeah. You can still be confident. So, like, thinking about it that way, I don't really like it, but I like how it, it happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, his story mm-hmm. was a good story. It was. You know? And then we see Gladiolus's background, and he's mainly the guard of Noct. He's older than Noct is, bigger, and the king has a, a protector of his own. Yeah. So Gladiolus the, the is his. The arm of the king, or yeah. the shield of the king, yeah, or something so like that. Yeah, so in a sense, this guy's the shield of the prince. Plus, he's also his trainer, teaching him how to fight with swords and things of that nature. And at first, he thinks Noct's a, a little brat and has no confidence, whatever, but Noct, in a way, kind of like defends Gladiolus's sister. 
and all of a sudden there's like a newfound respect and he actually wants to take the time to teach the kid instead of being this upset guy who has to do it because it's his job the last person is ignis he's basically just a servant you don't get a whole lot of him from when knocked is a kid you get more so when knocked is older in high school and or college maybe i think he, it's high school he goes and cleans up knock's apartment helps make him food and they have this like in a way emotional bond because knocked was overseas and he tried this delicious dessert and ignis wanting to try to like please knocked and give him something that he can't remember what it is he keeps making these similar desserts over and over and over and it's like their weird bond between each other of trying to find that that dessert that knocked loved so much well also don't forget that the king entrusted ignis to take care of knocked ignis was just kind of doing his thing in the castle i guess i don't know what he did exactly he just kind of looked like he did reports or paperwork he was like an of advisor. some kind yeah and then all of a sudden the king was like oh well i need you i'm entrusting you to take care of my son and so all of a sudden then he he put all the work and stuff that he had towards the castle into knocked and he was trying to help him live on his own mm-hmm. and, you know, succeed as a human being, basically. Mainly as the king to be. Yeah, but as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like, trying to balance out what a normal life would be and what royal life would be, in a way. Yeah. I would recommend watching it. If you like Final Fantasy or if you're interested in checking out the movie or if you're interested in playing the game, like, all this did was add a little bit of nice background to the characters. So, mm-hmm. it's not like you know imperative if you watch it or anything but it'll it just kind of adds a little bit extra depth i'm intrigued if the movie itself is actually going to be a movie and then the game is going to follow the same story or if the movie is actually another weird way of being like a prologue to the uh the game coming out it's a movie but it also gives you the background of what's happening before the game actually starts because when the game starts it's knocked and his friends or his colleagues going on the road trip so they're already gone mm-hmm. and the movie is what takes place at the same time that they've left and what's happening in the kingdom mm. so it's like a side story well i look forward to watching the movie which we're probably going to do next episode yeah since brotherhood was only a five episode thing and we usually do half and half for two episodes of our show um we're going to end up watching the movie as our second half so that way the two things kind of coincide together yep 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 and it'll hopefully lead us right into getting the game and talking about the game when we play it for a little while yeah actually that's pretty perfect another anime we didn't watch but we're going to discuss a little bit because i'm excited for it showing up on crunchyroll finally is dragon ball super i've been reading the original mangas and i look forward to getting into them even more so i know you can watch the original dragon ball on hulu is it still on there? I believe so. Oh, that's cool. So Dragon Ball Super, for most people, probably have had to been in Japan to actually see it. Right. It's finally going to come to Crunchyroll, Daisuke, and Anime Lab. Woohoo! I'm excited because I, I want to watch it. I'm curious if it's going to be like a continuation from Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball or wherever it's going to come from, or if it's its own set storyline, because I really don't know. Um, I believe when we talked about it before, it's supposed to take place right after Majin Buu. I believe mm. is what we said, but I don't recall exactly. The, the the weird little catch about it is is on Saturday, the 22nd of October, so this episode will air after it's already been released. They're letting people watch it uh, as a simulcast in, with English subs, and they're going to watch it for the uh, future Trunks arc, but they're also going to allow people to stream up until uh, from episode 42 until then so that they're understanding what's happening at that point before the finale happens on the 22nd. So you can simulcast it, but you can stream... The previous episode, so you know what's happening on that simulcast day. Okay, so the simulcast is going to come out before you can stream it, though. Yes. Well, that's kind of dumb. No, because, like, all right, so they're going to allow you to stream the previous, like, 12 episodes before the finale. And then when the 22nd comes out, you should have already been caught up on the arc. The thing is, I thought, okay, well, maybe they're only going to show us that part of the series, and that was it. Like, just to tease us, in a sense. But... It's actually not what's going to happen. That's just what they're going to do now. Well, it's still kind of weird. It is, but starting on October 30th, they're going to start... yesterday. <laughs> yeah, which is yesterday from our recording. They're going to roll out the complete series, 10 episodes at a time per week, until oh. you're caught up. Wow. Wait, so, okay, so what episode are they on right now? Like 60-something? 63, 64 probably now. Okay, By the time so... this episode airs, it'll be like 66. So then in six weeks' time, you'll be able to have caught up to the entire series, Exactly. Basically. If you wait like a month and a half, you'll have 60 some odd episodes to watch. Yeah. And then I think from then on, it's going to be like any other Crunchyroll series, not 
Naruto, One Piece, you're just going to get episode once a week. Nice. Obviously a little delayed versus what's going to show in Japan, but you'll get it. Right. And, I mean, the show's been out for, what, just over a year. I'm just glad we're getting it. Woo. I kind of gave up on Dragon Ball, like, a long time ago. I used to watch it in high school, which was a good, like, you know, in 2002. Mm -hmm. So... That was many years ago, and I don't remember much of much, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a minute to get back into it. I might have to, like, see what the first episode is and be like, hmm, okay, and then from there go back and watch some of the previous anime on YouTube or something. Yeah, I'm sure you can find, To kind of give myself like, an up-to-date. I'm sure you can find, like, a, a long recap episode or something that somebody put together. We'll see. I found something that I thought was super cool from Amazon. It's a manga reader technically it actually kind of fits in you could get all of your manga your dragon ball manga put on this thing if you were in japan so i was about to say i thought it was only available in japan but did you in japan don't get my hopes up yeah well for now this is an amazon manga reader it's technically a kindle paperwhite but it is a specific manga edition um it came out on the 21st of this month it has 32 gigs of storage space which is over eight times more than the regular paperwhite so it fits a ton of stuff in there that's the equivalent to about 700 manga volumes, which is quite a bit. So you could definitely fit all of Dragon Ball on there, I'm sure, and more. Easily. It's also 30% faster with page turning, and the good thing is that you can zoom in on the pictures. That's so cool. So it's like specifically made to enjoy the artwork and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it has 300 ppi, pixels per inch, so you can zoom in quite a bit. If you're a Prime member, you can get it on Amazon.com.japan which technically has international shipping, as we mentioned in the past. Mm -hmm. So you can get one. It's $118 if you're a Prime member. And if you're not a Prime member, it's going to be $160. Okay. So not too bad for I'm a I'm curious. Kindle. If I was to order it from Amazon Japan mm -hmm. and get it shipped here, if that was even really possible, would all the mangas be on there only in Japanese? Or could I get it in English? That would depend on the publishers. See, if it's made available worldwide, so many publishers could take advantage of it. Like, Dark Horse could jump on that. Any comic company could jump on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it wouldn't just be for mangas. You could start using it for comics. You know what I mean? That would be amazing if they did something like that. Well, imagine Amazon's probably going to see how it does in Japan. And if it does well in Japan, then they're going to obviously probably expand it out to here. Companies like Marvel, they already have digital comics online. Mm -hmm. So it would just make it so much more convenient if you could get them on a specific manga reader instead of just a regular Kindle. 100% agree. I thought it was a really exciting thing. I'm hoping that it ends up coming to the rest of the world. I could use it. And it would make our collection of mangas a little bit easier to get. Getting into more technology, we finally got the Nintendo Switch reveal, which Ooh. I'm really excited about, by the way. I love the fact that it's portable. I wasn't sure what to expect. I remember... Oh, by the way, if you were wondering, this is the Nintendo NX, you know, mm -hmm. the name has been officially revealed to the Switch. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about like months ago. Yeah. The premise of it is you have your controller that has these two little like side sticks on there that you can like take off and slide into the console and the console then has a tablet on it, which you pull out, which then takes the game from the TV and puts it onto the, the tablet and you can like play around like a giant PSP in a sense. Or yeah, like, pretty much. It's like, think of the Wii U remote and how it was portable in your house, but now you can actually take it outside and go wherever you want to and play it. I thought that was really neat. The only thing that like I have questions about it is, is it being a console that's portable, are the games really going to be high enough quality that you can take it anywhere you go and play things like NBA 2K or a really up-to-date nice Zelda? Mm. Or like, in a sense, I don't know if Nintendo would have like a Dark Souls or something like that, but like yeah. Dark Souls is something that would have to probably stay on your console itself to be ran. Well, the games for this are just cartridges like for your DS. Can you really fit high quality games into a cartridge? I mean, yes and no. It depends on what you're looking for. Like if you look at the, the Vita, there's plenty of really good looking games on there, you know? Yeah. So it's not like you wouldn't be able to get super realism in the in those kinds of games, but you could definitely get nice looking, high quality games for sure. If I can get a game like Just Cause, Dark Souls, The Division, something like that, and yeah. have it be portable onto like a PS Vita, uh, that'd be course, pretty sweet. All three of those are hyper realistic games, so probably not. I'm just saying. But if you wanted a game like Lego Hobbit or something, that yeah. would be different. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Or Kingdom Hearts. Then why not just get that on my DS? Uh, the only thing is, I guess, is the tablet would just be bigger, in a sense. I would have to see when they... They're supposed to reveal more information in January. 
and then a little bit more as time goes on. It's going to be released in March, so I mean, they still have some time to kind of give us something else. Hopefully explain a little bit more about the game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do as much as they can to entice people to buy it. Like, me personally, I don't know. I don't think that I'm, like, super excited about it, you know? Well, I'm excited about it, but the thing is, you're thinking about getting the new DS. Right, that's what I was going to say. I'd I'm more in DS. line with wanting to get the new console. I haven't had an actual Nintendo console in a while, yeah. so... I'm intrigued, and if what they show in January and the months to come actually seems more appealing, I probably see myself getting it. So, we'll find out. It's kind of sad, though, because mentioning that new Nintendo DS, it's a new Nintendo DS for us, but it's definitely not new. It's actually coming up to its second year of being out, and yeah. I didn't even know it existed. I had so no idea. I felt so stupid. Like I was looking at the store because I went and bought some Nintendo dollars, you know, so I could buy some stuff off the store, and... um. I was like, oh, I can get Donkey Kong Country? That's amazing. And I was going to download it, and it was like, only for the new DS. And I was like, there's a new DS? So I was yeah. thinking there was something like totally different, you know? But apparently this one that came out like two years ago plays Super Nintendo games, basically. So I was like, oh, I am all about that. I, I was on long thoughts with you when you told me that. I was like, really? I can get Donkey Kong and all these other games? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go get some money and put it Super on there. Super Mario World. And, and then as soon as you told me it had to be for the, the new DS, I was just like, really? But you know what? I think I'm going to get one of those for myself by Christmas time, so... Christmas holiday season's coming up. Right. Time for those discounted items. Hell yeah. Uh, something I was surprised released this early, but I guess it's probably pretty good that they did, was PlayStation VR. Yeah, that came out on my birthday, although I did not get one, and that is okay. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> but... I was surprised that it came out that early too. Me too. Especially with the Switch, but like you said, it's probably a good idea because then it gives enough time for people to not have to choose between the two. They're technically the first of the major consoles to have VR, but we already know Oculus Rift was technically the first version of it. The console comes with a headset and has like headphones in it and the, obviously like the visual visor, so you're like in the world for VR. But the thing is, you need, uh, obviously, a PS4 to attach it to, and then you need, like, the motion bar. Which they don't tell you about. No, it's <laughs> not included. And you don't think that you need these things until you get them, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. What? So, I'm missing pieces? So to get this, it's $399, so $400, and all you get is the, the headset and the headphones. If you want the bundle, you get the headset, the headphones, the motion bar, two, like, motion controllers, mm -hmm. and the PlayStation World, I think, game that yeah. comes with it, and it's like, that's 500 bucks. So, I mean, for an extra $100, you're getting a lot more, probably at least worth getting. Yeah, but then it's also like, do that many people really not have the video bar that you have to sell them as two separate units? Yeah, you right. You know what I mean? But like... I was thinking about getting it, but then I talked to some people at GameStop, and I was like, all right, well, what even games are out for VR right now? And the only one that sounded of interest was, like, Batman. Like, the Batman experience. Yeah, pretty which much. Which would be pretty cool to beat Batman. But, like, everything else was, like, there's, like, one mecha game. There's the demo and, like, PlayStation Worlds. And it was just, like, really? I'm not going to go spend $500 for three games. Yeah, that seems to be a problem with a lot of consoles. I mean, they are going to have the Star Wars game that comes out. And then Resident Evil Beginning Hour, when that comes out, that's going to be... Sorry, Resident Evil 7. Biohazard. Biohazard. Yeah. Not, there you go. Yeah. Beginning hour was the demo. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> when that full game comes out, that's going to be 100% VR And that'd ready. be a game getting on VR would be intense because just playing the demo on a console intense. with a TV yeah. was just like, uh, holy crap, I'm scared. Getting that in VR mode, I'm probably going to fall on my ass. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Can you imagine? Oh, my God, no. I would... <laughs> like, that's ah! going to be scary. Yeah, I could... I, that would be fun, though. Yeah, so that would be, like, once they start to actually get some of these other games out where it's viable to be able to afford something like this and actually get more games to play, sure. But until then, I'm not going to see myself spending the $500. Well... There are a lot of people who are not of that same mindset. No. The first week in Japan, the PlayStation VR sold almost 52,000 units. And that same week, which I thought was really interesting, the PlayStation 4 sold 30,000 units, probably from people who wanted to upgrade, because I was like, how are that many people still buying PlayStation 4s? You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, 52,000 units in one week it's is... pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. And I think what's holding me back, too, is the fact that I want to get the, like, new updated PlayStation that's got, like, the more gigabytes, the more RAM. Because mm -hmm. right now I'm still running into the issue where I only have 500 gigabytes of memory. Yeah. And I imagine VR games are going to be a lot. 
So I could probably really use the one terabyte one. Right. So that's another $400. So I'm looking at, like, if I want to get all this updated, 900 bucks. That's 1000 bucks just to have games and a, a decent console to run it all on. Yeah. It seems super not necessary. Not right now. <laughs> but that's why I'm saying I think, you know, that's probably the reason why over half of the same people bought new PS4s and mm-hmm. the VR consoles because they needed the same thing to upgrade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, PlayStation got a decent amount of money there, at least. So, on the day of a release in Japan, upwards of 200 people lined up at each retailer for the chance to buy it. Like, it wasn't even like they were guaranteed. They were just in line hours ahead of time, I'm sure, for the opportunity to hopefully get one. Correct. Because a lot of people did pre-order it, but the lines were for people who did not pre-order it. And basically, every store was sold out by the end of the day. A lot of people could not get the VR since consoles. So... That's just crazy because I would have assumed if you wanted one, you would have pre-ordered for it, but I guess not. Exactly. Although I will say at work, because we work at a return center, we have gotten quite a few VR consoles and most of them have issues already. Do you happen to know what the issues are being said they are? Yes. I have been making note of it specifically for this. So a lot of people are saying that the sometimes the VR just does not work at all. And so they're returning it for that reason. And then a lot of people are saying that the motion isn't um, reading you correctly. So it's like you're trying to move around in the world and your character's not really doing much. So it's not actually like taking your up, down, left, right to like... Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it seems like there's a lot of bugs going on right now. So we're, we're basically saying wait for it to get its stuff fixed. Yeah. If wait you for haven't it to get on its yet. feet. There's not a lot of games. Yeah. There's a lot of bugs. And there's other VR consoles that you could get right now without having to spend $900. It makes sense because I feel like they rushed it to get it out ahead of everybody else in a sense. And because of that, the game quality is going to be kind of low. Which is probably another reason why a few years down the road, they're already having to make another console of the same console to keep up with everything that's going on. I think they they took too far of a jump ahead. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't need to have VR right now. They could have just done the update for the console. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Maybe put some more into that. I'm not saying I won't get the VR, but hopefully in the, the year to come, there's more games that actually make a difference and a headset that works. All right. Um, so we decided to throw ourselves into another genre of sorts. We have our <laughs> podcast, and now we started doing streaming. We tried for the first time last night, which would be the 31st. Halloween. Halloween night, we tried it. All Hallows stream. (laughs) All Hallows Hallows stream. And of course, our first game we started streaming was Resident Evil. They had it for free if you're a PlayStation Plus member. So, I mean, technically it's not free, but it's free. Yeah, it's Um, free in a way. Yeah, in a sense. (laughs) And we were like, you know what, let's go ahead and try streaming it. So, we streamed it on Twitch. And we're going to start trying to make that like a weekly event as well where we stream games. I thought it'd be pretty fun. We made our own account. So you can find us on Twitch at Super SuperSugoyCast. The first stream that we did, we didn't know what we were doing. And no. uh, it was like a really last minute thing. So we just kind of hooked ourselves up to Justin's personal account. We're not going to do that. If you happen to watch it, because 11 people did apparently, thanks. Because that was That was kind of really kind of cool, the fact that we were, <laughs> we were streaming at like 4 in the morning and people were actually awake enough to come check us out, which yeah. is really nice. We were like, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to do it. So I guess it'd be a good time to just kind of try to get our feet wet. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You guys can definitely join us in chats and whatnot and give us feedback whenever you watch our videos. We'll, we'll try to get a little more of that stuff hammered down. Yes. And we'll be posting updates about it both on that page and on our Facebook page. So, Like we just mentioned, Halloween, we, we played some Resident Evil. Well, considering it's the 31st, Japan also celebrates Halloween, though different than what we do. It wasn't even a holiday in Japan until just around 2009. Like, they knew about Halloween, but they didn't know what Halloween entailed or whatever. It was just, you know, a foreign holiday. A lot of foreigners in Japan would take over trains, and they would just kind of get drunk and throw train parties and be really obnoxious. Mm -hmm. And people in Japan were like, no, that is not cool. So people living in Tokyo and Osaka, which is where the train parties happened, they were protesting against the disruptions. And they were, like, at the train stations being really obnoxious and rude about it, too. I mean, they had a, they had every right, too, because, you know, all these Americans and Australians are coming over and causing a ruckus and their well, nice, and the orderly thing is, things. On the trains, when we were there, it was very much so that when you're on the train, you don't listen to loud music. You try yeah. not to talk overly too loud. You're there to ride the train to wherever you're going. 
and try to be as respectful to people as you possibly can. Right. Everybody's super mm-hmm. quiet. They keep to themselves. Yeah. They don't want to be bothered. One time we ran into an issue on one of the trains where people were coming home drunk one night. Yeah. It but seems... even then, they weren't, like, crazy. They were just kind of standing around wobbling. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like... <laughs> vastly different than, like, the, the subway, I'm sure, in New York. And oh, yeah. the BART system in Cali. Oh, so that was terrible. Yeah. So, around 2009, Tokyo Disney and Universal Studios Japan started holding Halloween events at the parks. And they made it really fun and family-friendly and, you know, all the characters would dress up in, like, spooky costumes and have pumpkins everywhere and stuff like that. So, that was really the first major interaction that Japan had to Halloween Mm -hmm. in a positive way, aside from just a bunch of drunk travelers. Japan already has a holiday season celebrating their dead called Oban. They usually have a festival. It's in August. Um, If you're around any Japan towns, like in California or Los Angeles or New Mm -hmm. York, they all have the Oban festival. What ends up happening is families clean the gravestones of their relatives, and the spirits of those relatives come and visit the shrines in the homes of the families. And it's just kind of like like Day of the Dead, you could say. It's very similar to that. It's a very respectful holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of what they did in um, Kubo and the Two Strings? Yes, that's exactly when what they did. When they did, like, the lanterns and mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's not really something you go around and get candy, and it's completely different. There's also stories of vengeful spirits, which are called yurei, but they are extremely different from ghosts, which are called obake, or just ghostos. Obake are, like, now they're used as cute Halloween mascots, but yurei are really scary things that you're not supposed to mess around with you know it's like mm-hmm. a ouija board oh like, you okay. don't want to touch those you don't you go know what I mean? you don't go into a bathroom and start yelling like Candyman. yeah yeah no. yurei could be more like uh kayako from the grudge oh so it's like yeah, you definitely don't want to joke about that no so that's how the two holidays are different okay so when they think of halloween in japan now it's just like oh well, i'm gonna have fun and dress up like a pumpkin when they refer to ghosts or they try to do something spooky, it's usually more like zombies or Resident Evil. Okay. I don't know why Resident Evil kind of took off over there for that, but Resident Evil is a thing to do. That's so. really interesting. Uh, this year, Halloween ads are showing yokai mixing with Halloween things. Yeah. I, I would have thought, like, when you mentioned that to me before we started recording, I thought that was interesting because, like, if they're scared to talk about, like, the vengeful spirits, why would they talk about any spirits in general? I guess because these are more just like um, mischievous entities. They're not really there to cause you real trouble. They're just there to be a nuisance. You okay. know what I mean? So and a cow is always like mood changing type yokai from the show. Right. Okay. So it's like spooky. But you're not the only one that thought that was strange. A lot of people in Japan, the older people, mm-hmm. they're like, well, that, that shouldn't quite be that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they doing that? And they're making all the yokai look kind of cutesy and stuff, more like yokai watch. Yeah. So I think that also made a big difference. Interesting. For the younger kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think as the years go on, though, the holiday's going to get more mushed. We'll see how, how it how evolves. How they respond. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, Jinx. <laughs> so kind of speaking um, like about costumes and whatnot and the fact that we were discussing Halloween in Japan... Something that was really weird, we read this note and we both kind of looked at each other like, why would they do that? Tokyo's Comic Con banned crossplay. Just why? Ban written into the guidelines against men cosplaying as women, but not for women dressed as men. And I'm really curious about this because there's so many people who are well known, like Ladybeard, who obviously was, is so popular over there as a cross-playing person. He was in a KFC commercial and other things. So why would they ban this yeah. at the Tokyo Comic Con? Sailor suit old man. Yeah. What, like really? Right? They're why? not going to let him in? Like, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just kind of strange. So, of course, the internet threw down it's like, and I mean, was like, no. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure there's a giant uproar over this. Like, we're an uproar and we don't even cross-play. Yeah, right? So. We're, we're not going to the Tokyo Comic Con, but that's not the point. The point is that if you want to dress up in a skirt, you can. I thought it was strange that they don't care about women dressing up as men, though. So it's like, well, why, why is there a difference? Why men as women? Like, why, why did this even come about? What was yeah. the reasoning and why they decided to make a rule a rule against it? Like, yeah. something must have happened that they didn't report that they're like, we're not doing this because of this reasoning here. But, yeah. like, they didn't release that, not in any notes that I could find. It's a mystery. Over the internet's fury, the ban was retracted, and there is now a specific line saying that men can freely dress as women, and again, women dressing as men is not dressed. At least they're saying it's okay, but 
they shouldn't even have to address that at all. No. You know what I mean? It should never have been an issue in the first place. Yeah. So it's just kind of strange. And like Justin was saying, I'm really curious for the reasoning why. Mm-hmm. But now what they're going to do instead is they're going to have color-coded convention badges for men and for women. And they're going to base it on the person's driver's license or ID card. Okay, but see, then why? Well, that's what I was curious about. And this is kind of an explanation. For some reason, you can't go to the convention in your costume. You have to change in the dressing rooms at the convention. And in order to get into the dressing rooms, you have to show them your badge. So they want to make sure that they are putting you in the correct dressing room. So you think in a way like how like cosplay is not consent maybe the reasoning and why they didn't want men to cosplay is because if a guy looks so feminine that he could potentially get into a woman's restroom yes things could happen yeah it's basically target all over again that's what they're making it sound like yeah but you know how like there's this, there's a huge uproar over like gender identity and bathroom usage men and women right blah blah blah, blah. maybe that's what this is kind of like in a sense too well, that's what i just said i don't know what you're referring to by the target thing Oh, well, okay, so do you remember when everybody was all upset about Target not having a gender-specific bathroom? It was just like a neutral bathroom? No. So anybody could go in? No? I don't. Okay, so, well, a little while ago, um, Target was, they came out and said that they're not going to have gender-specific bathrooms anymore. It's just just a bathroom. So you go in, you you do your business, and you come back out. Yeah. And there's no specific door that you need to go in. Okay. So people were really upset. So, like, could that mean, like, the bathroom was a multi-stall bathroom that men and women can go to at the same time? Or is it, like, a singular bathroom? It was a multi-one, just like the ones we used in London. I was about to say, because London has no issues with that. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, people were in an uproar about it because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go to the bathroom when some man walks in or something. And it's like... See, that's really interesting to me, though, considering the fact that, like, if they're not going to have a gender-specific bathroom, then why were they so gender-specific about, like, pink shirts not being in, like, the boys' section? and blue shirts being in like the girl section and like the toys being male or female like well no they were actually trying to not separate it um, oh my bad did i have were, that backwards yeah people oh. were getting upset because target was not separating it. okay my bad then that makes more of an understanding to me yeah okay i thought i had that reverse oh. no yeah it was the opposite so target's pro like whatever yeah oh go target you know so that's what I'm thinking, though. This is Japan's way of trying to keep everybody comfortable mm-hmm. and whatever, but it's Which, like... Which, why now? All of a sudden, like, it's never right. been an issue. Well, that's the thing, too. I don't know if that's a new thing or if that's how it's always been, and it's just now coming into the spotlight. But they've never banned crossplay up until now. Well, I don't know. So. I mean, I wouldn't assume so, but then again, the pictures we see, we don't know if those are inside a convention or outside a convention. True. Well, I'm so. glad they re- retracted the ban because yeah. it made no sense to me to have it in the first place. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, I think they should just allow people to come in costume and that would solve a lot of issues. I agree. All right. Now, off of costumes and cosplay. But is it? Not really. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this uh, another episode in a row, but the Pen Pineapple Apple Pen oh, Cafe is Apple opening up. Pen. Yeah, they're having a cafe. Isn't that amazing? No. It's, it is. It's not amazing at all. This random dude is having a now cafe i'm going to go shut it down best sentence ever a now shut it down shut it down so the video is not going to be shut down it has had more than 67 million views why this song is so stupid that's almost as many years as dinosaurs have been extinct did you know that this song no i didn't but the song is so (laughs) stupid how does it have 67 million views dinosaurs were extinct 65 million years ago so this is actually more more views than than years that we have not had dinosaurs <laughs> so the cafe's opening up at the base of the tokyo sky tree i don't know if that's a popular place or not but i assume it is it is the tokyo sky tree is like tokyo tower it's like this giant thing that you go view and they have a shopping center it's where the sailor moon cafe was man man get with, get with the times i don't remember <laughs> I just remember it being on, like, the 42nd floor or something like that. So, yeah. At the base, they have a lot of shopping and restaurants and stuff, and that's where this cafe is going to be opening. They, not surprisingly, have a lot of pineapple-themed items. And for the pens, they're having chocolate straws. So it's a lot of pineapples and chocolate, which is a really good combination. Is it? I don't it's think just so. Like, it's just like strawberries and chocolate. Nope. Fruit and chocolate is a good combination. Nope. So. Chocolate and strawberries is okay. Most of the stuff on the menu is also super cheap. It's only from like $4 to $9. They're going to have parfaits, different drinks. They have pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah. They have a burger and of course they have desserts. Ooh. 
I'm hungry. Burger sounds really good. Right? You also get to walk out with a souvenir coaster every uh, time you order something. Is it him in his get It up? is. Yeah. <laughs> He's in different dance poses on the coasters. Oh, uh, jeez. So he can go collect awesome. them all. Yeah. I'm doing his dance right now, but if you but you can't see. I'm ignoring her so that I don't <laughs> see this this dance. Well, a fun fact for you. Pico Taro, who is the guy who made the song, he was just awarded a Guinness World Record for the shortest song to appear on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Why is that on the Billboard? Because it's amazing. This song is ridiculous. How is it even so famous that it's on the top 100? It debuted at number 77. Oh, my goodness. So, congrats to Pico Taro and him having a cafe. I was Uh, so over it. (laughs) Apple pen. No more Apple pens, okay? No more. Unless they actually make an Apple pen. That's kind of the thing. Like, on their logo, it's an apple with a pen sticking out of the top. (laughs) That's their logo. All right. To get off this topic of pen pineapples and apple pens, we finally went and tried a sushi place out here in technically Ohio still. No, we live in Kentucky. We live in Kentucky, but the uh, place we went to was in Ohio. Snap. Snap. We live on the border. We had heard about this place. It's called Cloud Nine Sushi. They have kind of weird hours too, because I think they're like in a college town, unconfirmed as of right now. <laughs> but um, they're open like Monday through Thursday from five p.m. to two in the morning. Friday and Saturday they're open from five to four, which is amazing for us. Because it's ridiculous. It's that's like, when we work. So it's that's our when, hours. That's when we're awake. We were kind of confused too, because when we get there, everything was half price. Didn't matter what time it was. We order our food and we're sitting there like, man, that's actually really expensive. Yeah, because we're looking at the menu and yeah, Justin got a roll. The shrimp crunch, yeah. which was delicious, by the way. It was uh, tempura shrimp, regular shrimp, crab in a roll with unagi sauce and like tempura crumbles on the top of it. There was like eight slices. It looked really amazing. It was and delicious. It was like $14, right? 16 Yeah, so we were like, wow, that's not Expensive. that cheap at yeah, all. Yeah, and all know? we had heard was that the portions were huge and the prices were cheap. Yeah, so we were like, eh, okay. And then he got two... Pe- no, you got one piece. Two. Uh, oh, two pieces of hamachi? Hi. And um, they were $3 each. Yeah, and which so we is were like, expensive yeah. as well. But we were like, we got to try it, you know. It's probably hard for them to get seafood in. Yeah, and, that was you know our I guess. Mean? We were like, so, the prices are terrible. Like, it's expensive. We'll just, it's our one night out. We'll, we'll pay that price. Whatever. It's cool. Yeah. And then we get the receipt and everything was half off. So we were confused when we were looking at the menu. We didn't know if that was the half price price or if that was, was the full like the price, price price. Exactly. Because it didn't specify. No. And when it's written everywhere that everything's half price, it's like, so is that the half price here? Yeah, or is yeah. that, I don't know. So my 16 ended up being eight and my like seven ended up being 350 or whatever it was so it was like that's really good i just paid for a lot of sushi and i only paid like 10 bucks it was awesome it was it was really good so it's this place that offers everything half off as long as you dine in i guess because they're open up late a lot of people probably order to go yeah and they're trying to entice people to come and eat in their restaurant more so although i will say that their restaurant is very like dingy on the inside very hole in the wall type place you can tell that it used to be a bar Mm -hmm. and not a restaurant you know what i mean so i would like if they made it a little bit brighter on the inside i agree i agree but it's definitely not like a bad place to go it just looks like it could be updated yeah but i mean considering where it is it's kind of in the boons we assume a college town we went there when it was like two in the morning but it was good yeah. And I found a roll that I actually really enjoyed. I'm not much for rolls and seaweed in the first place. Normally, I just go for the nigiris, which is like fish on rice. Mm-hmm. And I dip in soy sauce. But I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. And I was not let down. I had gyoza. It was really delicious, especially because they drizzled some sort of sauce on the top of like it. Like a sweet sauce, too. Yeah. It was so good. And then I had um, some chicken teriyaki skewers, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, some so. teriyaki yakitori. Yeah, so it was really good, and uh, I would definitely go back. I want to go back and bring some friends and be like, yeah. let's go eat, you know? So we'll definitely go back, and if you happen to be in the Cincinnati area, look up Cloud9. Yes. Because you will not be disappointed. Not one little bit. We actually should probably just go eat some sushi now. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, right. Sushi or burgers or sushi burger. It's the next sushi Rito. They have sushi burgers. What's the bread made out of? Rice. And then the insides are just like a roll? Sushi, yeah. Oh. oh, I'll have to show you. I can't believe you didn't know about this. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm so glad that, th- that it exists. <laughs> I'm going to have to go find this and eat it. Anyway, that does it for this episode. So make sure you guys find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and now Twitch. 
at SuperSugoyCast. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Make sure to send us messages at SuperSugoyCast at gmail.com. Check out our store, which is notlg.spreadshirt.com. We're going to be adding a new design. Actually, the new design should be up by the time this episode comes out. New design so, and on a lot more products. Yeah. We try to change the array of things we had our logos on. Um, make sure to check out Night of the Living Geeks Network at notlg.com. And thanks to Alex Barroza for our music. We'll put his link there so you can check out some more of his work. Bye. Bye. of the living peak.